Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. You know, this might be the theme song for Tucker Carlson also. Somewhere out there it may be better because lead story, Tucker Carlson has parted ways with Fox News Channel. The last time uh, you would have seen him would have been Friday. I know he has all the specials on the Fox Special Network, uh, which is a pay for a play network. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But having listened to Bill O'Reilly, who used to dominate that time slot, and then Tucker Carlson came on when Bill had to leave, I'll tell you this much, it's the real estate. It's the real estate. They're going to have rotating hosts until they figure out who is the best replacement. They'll do it with focus groups. This is what they do. My prediction, it'll be the lady in white, Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, Frank Morano, who uh, is obsessed with getting her to interview her because he wants her to run for president, will still not be able to get to interview her on the other side of midnight. That's the big news today. But the continuing news here in New York City is the fact that we're slipping more and more into the abyss. And people who are really beginning to give up. On Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. Because wherever he goes, he continues to claim that we are the safest big city in America. Welcome to the safest big city in America. And the numbers are clear. Those are all his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys who work for him in City Hall. That would not be the response. in Manhattan or the outer boroughs. But who pimped off that and took full, I mean, full credit for saying, now, wait a second, if Eric Adams is now saying this is the safest big city in America, why are we giving cops raises? Well, of course, it was cop hater number one, the person who wants to remove the police, never mind defund the police, AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez leader of the socialists. We are now at a point where officially most officers are paid more than a teacher with a master's degree serving these same kids involved in these same incidents. We are defunding safety, defunding our public schools, defunding our public pools, defunding our parks, defunding our libraries when we are taking all of those resources and demanding that every single department except the militarized one be cut. We are sending a message about who and what we care about. Moderate Democrats, I know many of you listen to WABC. Why don't you just message me on Twitter at Curtis Lewa and join the growing number of Ronald Reagan Republican clubs I'm 
organizing in the tri-state area to bring Republicans, independents, and most importantly, moderate Democrats together to fight those that want to defund, remove the police, and close the prisons, led by Her Highness AOC All-Out Crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So naturally, Eric Adams had to find a uh, liberal progressive uh, with the bona fide to speak on his behalf, how safe we are, and also how good the team of Batman and Robin are in providing safety and comfort in Gotham City. Batman and Robin being, yeah, Adams and Bragg. The chairman says this hearing is about the victims of violent crime in Manhattan. Never mind the fact that New York is one of the safest big cities in America. Never mind the fact that under the leadership of Mayor Adams and District Attorney Bragg, over the last year, crime in Manhattan has dropped nearly every major category. (laughs) And And then, after extolling the virtues not of the team of Adams and Bragg and fighting crime as if they were the new modern version of Batman and Robin in Gotham City. He wanted all of us to know that Democrats are really in favor of law and order. Democrats have consistently advanced policy solutions that make all of our communities, including New York, safer places to live, work, and go to school. Come on, does anybody believe that? Just look at, look at Seattle, Portland. Look at San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles. Then come into the heartland of America. Look at Milwaukee. Look at Chicago. Look at St. Louis. Look at New Orleans. Then go along the East Coast. Look at here, New York. Look at Newark. Then look at Baltimore, Body Bag City. Look at Washington, D.C. Look at Atlanta. What do they all have in common? Hey, Democratic mayors, Democratic majorities in their city councils. Can anybody out there claim that they're safer in those cities now since the Democrats have control, lock, stock, and barrel? It is specious. So who joined Democratic mayors on Friday in Washington, D.C. on the stage? It was the annual conference of black mayors in America. I don't know if there's a Republican amongst them, but they were all there. And who was hosting the conference our own Eric Adams, and she's still mayor in Chicago. She's playing out the string, but she was voted out in the preliminary round of elections. Uh, who is that? Lightfoot, lightweight, uh, Beetlejuice? They were co-hosting this conference and promoting their new policy for black mayors in America. Hug a thug today. Let's hug a thug today. And the mayor and I are clear. We are not going to remain silent. We're not going to pretend as though there is some conscious failures that are taking place. We've got to do more to make sure that we intervene in a proactive way to provide support and love to these young people at the earliest possible stage in life. Love. Let's just hug a thug, hug a thug. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams on this national stage was catching a lot of grief because the reporters from the Fourth Estate were hammering him for consistently saying that he's the swagger man. And it got to the point in front of all the brothers and sisters there that he held a revival meeting and insisted he's got the swag. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. My way. That's swag. Yes, sir. Yeah, amen. 
Hey, man, say it, brother. Say it loud and proud. You the swag man. By the way, I didn't know that New York City was the largest corporation in America. Looking at the Fortune 500 companies on Wall Street, looking at the New York Stock Exchange, I don't see New York City listed as the largest corporation in America. And by the way, he's getting hammered, rightfully so. You should have seen it. Uh, Obviously, uh, so many of you were not able to go to the inner circle. Basically, clothes for reporters for political uh, apparatchiks, uh, obviously for media. Uh, John Katzmatidis and Margot had purchased a number of tables so that some of us could be there. But boy, uh, the mayor got hammered because the whole theme was he's the rat man, afraid of rats, can't do anything about the rats. And there was one particular parody. It was a whole musical. It could have been on Broadway. It was so well done by the reporters. In which we had one reporter dressed like yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. Red beret, red sateen jacket. A group of female reporters. I don't know if any of them were non-binary or transgender. You know how that goes. Uh, and they were all dressed as cats. And all of a sudden they were outside of... Uh, Eric Adams' building that is rat-infested on Lafayette Avenue and Bed-Stuy. If you want to see it, you got to go to WABCRadio.com. Right on top of the newsreel, right on the front page of the website, you can see the whole musical segment. It's great. Got to give credit to the reporters. They put a lot of hard work. And guess who wasn't there to see it? Of course not, Eric Adams. He didn't show up until he got a chance to respond two years in a row And then there were other pieces about him constantly making jokes about what has been a a now very serious problem in the city since we are engulfed with a purple haze from all the illegal weed that's being sold, smoked, taken in as uh, edibles, and we become weed city and vice city. The cannabis industry is is, is a Budding uh, economy. I just realized that bud. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in here. <laughs> it's a budding economy. <laughs> and and we want to make sure that we get it right so that we can say in the city of New York that we are the joint. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no doubt about it. You can buy illegal joints all over the place. Fastest growing business in New York City are the illegal pop-up weed shops. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And everywhere that Eric Adams goes now after promoting its use on Stephen Colbert, he smells reefer smoke. Because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> what a goofball. Now, his answer last week to all the problems at Ale, New York, from the fire department that is falling apart in the upper echelon, this coup d'etat against his commissioner, Kavanaugh to the school cafeterias where he insists if children would just be given a vegan diet, they would be reading at grade level, doing math at grade level, not. And then naturally he wants it in the prisons on Rikers Island, vegan food. They ain't going to eat that. 
And most importantly, he wants it in hospitals, where if you're in the ICU or the ER, he claims that if you were only taking in vegan food, you would be resurrected like Lazarus from the dead. A few weeks, uh, I'm going to have Rachel put through a program where I'm going to live off of $10 a day by eating a healthy plant-based diet. There's a myth out there that states eating healthy is too expensive. Uh, you can take a bag of lentils, which costs around about $2.80. You can make lentil stew, lentil burger. Uh, you can make lent lentil uh, pasta. We want to show New Yorkers not only what happens in the hospitals, but we want to show New Yorkers how you can have culturally sensitive food that is healthy. And that is not what people have shown. And so it needs to be a combination of not only saying when you get sick, you come to the hospital and learn, but I want to use my life and show people how easy it is to have a practical plant-based diet and enjoy your food. Food must look good. It must be good for you. But darn it, it has to taste good. Yeah, maybe he'll come into a hospital when you're in the ICU or ER, lay hands on you, pray over you, and stick vegan food through the intravenous. Anyway, coming up, you don't want to miss it from one to three. Greg Kelly is away. Heavyweight battle. We heard from the preliminary fighters earlier on Sid Rosenberg and friends. It was Carol Markowitz defending DeSantis. And it was uh, Sid Rosenberg defending Trump. Well, guess what? The heavyweight battle is Stone versus Sliwa. Nobody is more of a supporter of Donald Trump than Roger Stone. And as you know, I've been called a never-Trumper. I'm supporting DeSantis. We're going to get it on for two hours. You don't want to go anywhere. Keep it right here on 77 AM WABC. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Shut up! This is the theme song for talk radio and talk TV by Run DMC. They even talk about Channel 9 in this riff. Uh, it was a great riff. You talk too much. How many people say that about me? The WABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. Uh, when we uh, talk to Roger Stone, it's going to be uh, his defense of Donald Trump and my defense of DeSantis for two hours as we substitute for uh, Greg Kelly, who's away. But he also, at one point, worked directly with the uh, Murdochs and Fox News Channel in the beginning. So he knows where everybody's bones are buried and who buried them. In fact, that's uh, the line that I used in my interview for that Netflix uh, documentary on Roger Stone. 
that never made it on air that was left on the cutting room floor. He is. He knows where all the bones are buried and who buried them. And sometimes he was like De Niro and Pesci and Goodfellas burying the bones. Anyway, that's coming up from one to three. And he knows a lot about Fox News, far more than I do. But there are some things I know. The big news today is that Fox News just announced that they are parting ways with Tucker Carlson. Apparently, it's mutual. Tucker has decided to go on his own way, and the Fox News channel is saying, that's okay, Uh, we leave in peace. But we'll see if any more details come out. We'll see if this was in uh, reaction to uh, the Murdoch settling uh, with Dominion uh, for less than a billion dollars, which uh, I thought was a win for the Murdochs and the Fox News Channel. But then again, Smartmatic is coming up. They're going to want even more. So it, it could have been a whole series of things. It may have been, if you remember, Justin, remember when Glenn Beck was rising up the ladder at the Fox News Channel? He was doing the 5 o'clock edition by himself, and he had his chalkboard in the back, and he was like a professor, and at the end... Of every hour segment, he would grab the Kleenex. <laughs> and I thought the guy was having a, an emotional breakdown, but his ratings were super spectacular. People were predicting that he would move up the ladder, that he might get a show uh, after 8 o'clock or maybe 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11. But it turned out that Glenn Beck went his way and Fox went their way, and they said, peace be with you. There was no animosity. There was nothing behind the scenes that we could uh, see. In that case, I think Glenn Beck thought he was bigger than the Fox News Channel. He went down to Texas. He started his own network. He started doing his own broadcasting, syndicating on the radio. And quite frankly, do you think Glenn Beck is bigger now than he was when he was on the Fox News Channel and was also syndicated nationally on his radio network? The answer is not. He's almost fallen off the radar screen. Now, true, he sided against Donald Trump when Trump was running for president, and I think he was backing Ted Cruz, lock, stock, and barrel, going back to 2016. And he seems to no longer have that same cachet. I say it's the real estate. It's the real estate. You're on the Fox News channel. It's like being on the New York Yankees. Come on, let's face it. If you're a conservative or you lean conservative, you watch the Fox News channel. There are other choices, but they just don't compare. I'll give you a comparison in a very small way, very small compared to these giants. WABC, though, is the leader in our industry in radio, number one news talk station in the nation. And... uh, You know how many years I've been here. 35 years, right? Most of it at WABC. And I got knocked out of the box by who? Don Imus, the great Bernard McGurk, Lou Ruffino, and yes, Sid Rosenberg. I was doing mornings with Kubi. And I said, I'm going to get back to doing mornings. Whoever offers me to do mornings. And who came right away? AM 970, The Answer, which you couldn't even hear around the block. Still can't hear around the block. And they said, Curtis, you're not only going to beat Don Imus, you're going to do AM drive, and you're going to do PM drive, back-to-back, belly-to-belly. I spent four years of my life there, four years I'll never get back. Finally, I came back to WABC, and people would say to me, where you been for four years? Well, what, what, you disappear? Were you locked up? 
Were you upstate? Did you did you did, did you go around the world? We haven't heard of you in four years. Now, whatever Tucker Carlson decides to do, I wish him the best. I got to relate to you a situation that occurred back in 2000. I believe it was seven. He was on MSNBC when he was a liberal moderate. Remember, these guys are actors. They're lesbians. Uh, no, not lesbians. <laughs> they're thespians. Sorry, my front tooth is out of my mouth and I'm racked with pain. But they're thespians. Tucker Carlson, when he was at MSNBC and CNN, he was moderate liberal. Remember, he wore the bow tie. You never see him wear a bow tie now. You know, conservatives don't go for that ever since George Will stabbed Donald Trump in the back as a country club Republican. Republicans see anybody wearing a bow tie as being a country club Republican. George Will, like with the Bushes, with the Bakers, the whole nine yards. So you can't wear a bow tie because you get labeled for whatever you do nowadays. But back then, Tucker Carlson was a liberal moderate on MSNBC. He had a show at night, 10 to 11. I get a call from his producer. Tucker would like to see you, Curtis. I said, oh, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Am I on tonight? No. No, we want you to come to MSNBC, which was out in Secaucus at that time. Tucker would like you to substitute for him for a week. He and his family are going on vacation. Oh, I was all for toots. Me? Uh, I can wear my red beret? Absolutely. All you got to do is not offend our audience, not chase them away. You know, they're liberal or moderate. Uh, you tend to lean conservative, but you're an entertaining kind of guy. Uh, and then I came and I sat with Tucker Carlson, and he took his bow tie off. He had just finished the program. He said, Curtis, I got to go on a vacation with my family. I've been promising them. I take them away for a whole week. Would you be kind enough to come here each night? At that time, I was still at WABC. I know it's a lot. You know, I thought, no, you're doing me the solid. I just ask you one thing. Please don't offend my audience. First night, 10 o'clock at MSNBC, which was not as far left as it is now, because it was still partially owned by Bill Gates and Microsoft. Who was my first guest? Rachel Maddow. Where was Rachel Maddow from? Air America, remember the attempt to do liberal talk radio across the nation in syndication? She was doing a show with Chuck D, a public enemy. It was horrible. I'll tell you why. Because Rachel Maddow read everything off a cue card like she does now at MSNBC. She never improvs. It's all up on the teleprompter. That's why I say people who do talk TV, when they have radio as a side hustle, they're not good. Because they don't have all the producers, they don't have the makeup men, makeup women, they don't have everything written down for them, they need cuts. Hey, cuts, 26, 29, hut, 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 give me cuts, 42, 52, 56, 57, hike, hike, hike. It doesn't work on talk radio. So if you treat it as a side hustle, it doesn't work. So Rachel Maddow was up in the bullpen with me. I eviscerated her. Remember Elizabeth Warren with Michael Bloomberg and his billions of dollars in the Democratic primary in the debate? How she took out her samurai sword and just did a kill bill on him and sliced his manhood off. And then he came back for a second debate and she did it again. And what did he get for a billion dollars? 
in the primary, Democratic primary, where Michael Bloomberg thought that everybody had a price. America Samoa, that's all he won for a billion dollars. Why? Because of Elizabeth Warren. Well, I just totally eviscerated Rachel Maddow. I mean, if looks couldn't kill, she was eye-fornicating me, mad-dogging me. I get a call the next night. Curtis, thank you very much for having hosted. Uh, we're going to find somebody else to uh, substitute for Tucker while he's away. Bye-bye. I don't want talk radio on talk TV. Even though they have some people who do talk radio, it's a completely different medium. It's theater of the mind. This is the most, um, uh, I would say, important means of communication because it's person to person. It's the most intimate form of communication. Talk TV is not that way at all, no matter how many people they say are watching them. Yeah, just like newspaper circulation, magazine circulation, a lot of it is bull feathers. I tell a lot of the talk show hosts out there and hostesses, you have more people listening to you on WABC than you do when you're on talk TV. And they say, what are you talking about? I say, I know. I've been. I've done both. Don't believe the hype. That's why when I was away from WABC for four years, I thought I was the best thing in the world. I had the ratings. I had done morning drive. I had done syndication at night to FM stations, right? Justin, you remember? I was on that rocket ship. But I wanted morning so bad because I was after a year on the shelf with Lou Rufino, with Sid. And my beloved Bernard McCurk, who is no longer here, came in. And they were hired, and me and Kubi were kicked out. Kubi, I guess, went back to uh, defending criminals, and I continued on at AM 970, The Answer. It's the real estate, ladies and gentlemen. It's the real estate. So now that Tucker Carlson is probably going to do his own uh, thing, like Glenn Beck, probably go down to Texas where they all go, no taxes, uh, better quality of life, a haven for Republican conservatives, or he may stay up in Maine, where I believe he lives right now. The point is, he'll never be bigger than when he was taking over the slot of Bill O'Reilly. Now, Fox has said, well, we'll be rotating host and hostesses in, and that's true, because they're going to do focus groups. This is what they do. And then after a period of time, they'll choose one, who seems to be doing better than the others with their audience. My prediction, Frank Morano's sweetheart. Who's been on with Tucker Carlson more than any other guest since she left the House of Representatives? Tulsi Gabbard with that little white streak. Good-looking woman. Obviously appeals to the Tucker Carlson audience, which is not your traditional conservatives. I think when all is said and done... Tulsi Gabbard will probably be the hostess of a new show that they create on the real estate, 8 to 9, at Fox News Channel, where you would have to be almost a dullard, an incompetent, boring, incapable of reading the teleprompter. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's all written on the teleprompter. Or if it's not on the teleprompter and you have to be impromptu, some man, some woman is talking in your ear. You have an earpiece telling you what question to ask, telling you how to respond affirmatively, negatively, or positively. 
because they're watching every 15-minute cycle. Are the ratings going up with Curtis Lee on, or are they going down? If the ratings are going up, they tell the host, more Curtis. Go ahead, push it a few more minutes. If the ratings are going down with Curtis Lee on, bail out, bail out, bail out. All hands on deck. Let's go to the next guest. That's how scientific and precise talk TV is. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not what talk radio is. It's improv. It's theater of the mind. The guy who's doing best at that right now is Sid Rosenberg in the mornings. Sid Rosenberg and friends. Why do you think the numbers are skyrocketing? Because none of it's scripted. I got to give credit. Justin, as your executive producer, to everybody who contributes to Sid in the morning. And they don't have a large staff. I've done a lot of morning shows in a lot of different eras with a lot of different partners, probably more partners uh, in talk radio I've had than ex-wives. And I've done talk radio all across the nation in the mornings in studio. WABC gets more ratings with less staff and less clutter and less interference than any other station in the nation. And that's why, obviously, with the talent of Sid, the ratings have soared. He's up in the sevens. Uh, you, you need you need a hazmat suit. You need an oxygen tank up there. There are very few in this business who have ever been in the sevens. All the all-time greats. So credit to Sid. Credit to management with the signing to go solo with Sid. Credit to the crew here, Justin Ellick. Lou Rafino, unfortunately, coming back tomorrow. He's had COVID, which means no more disco will be played. And everyone else who has contributed to the morning effort. Our new staff, I got to credit, actually, Noam Layden. He's come in. He's really professionalized the news operation with uh, James Flippin and the rest of his staff. So, look, I know this business inside out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been a guest, I've been a host, I've done talk TV, I know what goes on behind the scenes, and I know that many of you are sitting there saying, oh, I'll never watch Fox News again, oh, I used to watch Tucker all the time, and I watched his specials on the pay-per-view station of Fox News. Guess what? You got nowhere else to go. You'll complain for a week. And then you'll be back to Fox News. And by the way, every time I've been fired, how many people said, oh, I'll never listen to WABC again? Uh, a week later, hey, you know, that new guy, he's not too bad. Hey, whatever happened to Curtis? I don't know. He went over to AM 970, the answer. That's four years of my life I'll never get back. It's real estate, real estate, real estate. Spectacular. Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Oi. What a great preliminary battle earlier today on Sid and Friends. Carol Markowitz, who used to live in Red Hook, raising a family, writing for The Post. Uh, she would contribute on the Fox News channel, still does, but now she's down in Florida. 
She left for a better quality of life. Sid did reverse osmosis. He came up here to lead the number one news talk station in the nation's morning show, which is number one. And they were battling uh, Trump versus DeSantis. Okay, then why did Trump let Fauci make the policies that DeSantis was then forced to oppose in his own state? Uh There were points where Trump stood with Fauci against DeSantis because DeSantis was opening the state. And that's part of the thing that I write in the column is that he, he says that DeSantis locked down, which we all know is nonsense. I mean, he locked down for the shortest period. Yeah. All right. Back to your corners. One more go at it. Tap your gloves. Sid Rosenberg, Trumper, Carol uh, Moskowitz, a DeSantis supporter. Ronnie's got a lot of potential. Running the state of Florida is mm-hmm. not running the United States. I know Donald can do it because for the better part of three and a half years, I saw him do it. And now he's got a burning desire to do it again. So even though you're well, right, you're right. Yeah. As I say in the column, which I'm, I agree with you, so that should be what, what Trump runs on. I did it, and you want to see me do it again. Things were good when I was president, etc. That's what he should be running on, not that I Florida agree. is a, a healthy. And you're that's right. all I'm saying in this column. I'm saying if you want to have a smart campaign, if you want to win, then maybe you should run on your accomplishments and not try to trash the greatest yeah. Republican state in the country. Look, 700,000 people have moved to Florida over in the last three years, and our family is among them because of smart policies. You're trashing conservative policies when you say that Florida is a disaster. I get that you want to go after Ron DeSantis, and you should, and do it. Go. Primaries are, are dirty, and they should be. I don't have any problem with that. I have a problem with attacking conservative policies that are working in the greatest Republican state in the country. That was the preliminary up next, two hours. Curtis Lewa, DeSantis supporter versus Roger Stone, the first and uber Trump reporter ever in the history of politics.